just knowing that the fulfillment and the delight of it is available in very simple ways. And I guess to me, that's what matters. It's the experience of it that matters. I don't need to be fancy in order to have a fulfilling time. Sometimes the simple things are the, the best and the most impactful and the, the longest lasting. Welcome to the Inquisitive Journeys podcast, where we explore the transformative power of travel. I'm your host, Nat Karotmatri, and I'm thrilled to share stories of how travel has inspired change and growth in the lives of our guests. Join us as we chat with travelers from all walks of life who have experienced the world in unique and meaningful ways. From solo backpackers to group tour enthusiasts, we'll hear how travel has opened their hearts and minds and led them to live with greater joy and connection. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the profound impact of simple trips. We'll hear from author and coach Helen Amory about her glamping weekend in Yorkshire and how it transformed her perspective on alone time and self-care. Be sure to visit inquisitivejourneys.com podcast for show notes, transcripts, and links. And now sit back, relax, and let's embark on another inquisitive journey. Helen, it's such a joy to have you here and to be able to have this conversation with you. Oh, thanks, Nat. Thank you for having me. I'm excited with what you're doing with this new exploration of travel. So I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. And I like the way that you worded that. It, it is an exploration with travel. And even this conversation is, is an exploration to see how travel impacts us and how travel can enhance our lives. Because in my own life, I feel like when I travel, that's when I feel most alive, when I feel most me. But I also get that travel is often seen as an escape or, you know, something that is extra, that's not needed. You know, it's a, a, a luxury. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people see it that way. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to have you come in and share your experience of travel. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And already I can see how, although my example I'm bringing today perhaps isn't like the normal version of travel that might always naturally come to mind for, for people when we hear the word travel, but to me it kind of ticks those boxes that you've just said. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Wonderful. Well, let's just jump in then. What is the the example that you want to bring in and talk about? Yeah, so it's one from, um, I should have actually checked the year. I, I can't remember if it was 2020 or 2021, but it was after a lockdown. So um, it, I think it might have been 2020, actually, because I seem to remember it being on the back of um, a first experience of having everybody at home with me here. Um, so my kids have been at school for a number of years, even by the time we got to 2020, my husband was always at the office and I'd been working at home, not exclusively, so I'd only really been at home um, from the beginning of that year on a permanent basis. But prior to that, I, this was my home base, you know, this was my work base. And I'd go and visit clients, but it was like, this was my space for in the daytime anyway, in during the week. And then suddenly lockdown came and two kids, one of whom was self-sufficient, the other needed more attention. And trying to juggle clients with her and husband's job 
just consumed him. So he was busy because he was having to navigate all the COVID stuff with his team and for his staff. So um, it was, yeah, so it was a really full on time. And towards the end of it, or or maybe as lockdown had just lifted, and I was talking to a friend who um, had recently gone on a weekend away. I think he'd actually gone with some friends. But I was like, at that point, I was thinking, I could really do with being away on my own. And kind of all this activity, all these people in this space that I'm usually just here. It's just me. It's peaceful. It's quiet. It's my own little sanctuary. Um, and yeah, and it, and it made me realize, yeah, I really want to get away. I really want to have some time on my own. And I remember, so just connecting to what you just said about seeing as a luxury, oh my goodness, as a mum, and I'm sure, well, parents generally perhaps, there can be this like guilt of, oh no, but I should be here and I should be looking after people. And I, lots of shoulds can come up through that experience. And and I've never, I realised I've never done any kind of travel on my own before. So not only was this like a possibility of going away on my own, it was also with the backdrop of, but can I? Is that allowed? Is that not a luxury? Like to even have a spa day seems like a massive luxury, never mind having actual like more than a day away from, from the family. But that's ultimately what I did. And um, do you want me to go on or do you want to jump in with any? Yeah, I want to jump in briefly because I, I, I get what you're saying with so much of that. First of all, uh, uh, regarding the lockdown and just normally having the house to yourself, right? You have your own rhythms. I experienced the same thing where my wife has her own business outside of the house and then suddenly she's home. And, you know, I'm helping her navigate getting her dance lessons onto Zoom. And she's asking me all these questions. And, and it was just overwhelming for me. Mm. And it, uh, it pushed a lot of buttons for, <laughs> for, for me. But, I, you know, I, I totally get what that experience was like. And then I guess where I want to go next is you recognizing, oh, I need time to get away. And is that allowed? Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And interestingly, when I, when I, because I decided that my friend basically said, you've got to do this, Helen, you, you've, like, I so recommend it, and I can hear it'll do you so good. And I, and, and I kind of, that was the decision there. And then it was like, yeah, this is happening. And I was so sure there was, by that point, there was no question. It was like, I knew this was the right thing for all of us, in fact, because I knew that me having that time away was actually going to be supportive of me being nicer to be around at home as well. But I remember going to my husband and telling him, yeah, it wasn't even a, would it be okay if? It was a, this is going to happen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his first response was, have we done something wrong? <laughs> and in truth, they hadn't. You know, there wasn't anything that anybody in the household had done wrong that was making me go away. It was just a genuine, like, no, this is for me. This is entirely for me. And it's not against anybody. It's not because of anybody it's it's just for my own my own my own sanity my own experience my own return to myself really is what i realized it was about mm. well it's beautiful so other than have we done something wrong was there any other friction to you going no no i remember feeling like i should book something very affordable like it it didn't seem right to do something extravagant 
whatever extravagant is. You know, we've all got different versions of that. But I remember thinking, I mean, we're, we're generally pretty um, low key with holidays anyway. And so I remember there was an awareness of, well, I'm not going to spend a lot. And all, but genuinely also, uh, it doesn't need to be a lot. Like the the genuine driver being, this is about getting away. It's not about having to be in the lap of luxury. It was about being away, being in nature. And in fact, so I ended up booking a glamping weekend in Yorkshire, so in the north of England, which I love. So I love that area and anywhere north of that, basically. I still don't really know why I live where I live <laughs> because I love all of the northern bits. But anyway, I do live here. So yeah, I booked a glamping pod and it was an amazing price because it was just after COVID. So people were kind of encouraging, you know, come back. It's okay. It's safe. Oh my goodness. It was the most beautiful, perfect place I could ever have chosen. It was just everything I wanted. It was small. Uh, there were four or five pods and there were only two of us, like there was me and then there was a couple staying in another one. It was on a farm. So there was loads of nature everywhere and fields and uh, there were walks nearby and it was so peaceful and yeah it was just it was so beautifully done it was yeah the right the right place to be yeah I mean just hearing you talk about it I can feel calmness ripple through my my body you know a sense of ease and calmness just imagining that had you traveled by yourself before no, it was weird. That was my realisation. This was the very first time in my whole life, age, whatever that was, 44, 45. First time ever to go away on my own. And like I travelled um, prior to starting work, but with my partner at the time. And every, yeah, every other holiday has been with friends or family. Um, so yes, it was quite an incredible realisation that, gosh, this is the first time ever and apart from work of course I've been away for like work stays but this felt so different from that perspective because it was entirely just for me and yeah really um oh I almost had the word there I can't I've just lost it again indulgent indulgent without having to be financially indulgent Mm. it was the most indulgent weekend ever it was just perfect it had such an impact on me you know something so simple so low-key and and just yeah transformative really in in Mm. that in that experience when you say transformative what does that mean to you well i i realized how much actually i'm probably more introverted than i'd realized before so in in work, we'd often done a Myers-Briggs um, like assessment of personality. And I'd always been on the borderline of introvert and extrovert. But that weekend really showed me, no, I really do value alone time. I really do value time to gather myself back together again <laughs> and gather my energy back. Um, I really do value the freedom of being able to do what I want when I want that's been one of my biggest lessons from having children to let go of my need to do what I want when I want. But actually that weekend showed me, Oh, I really do love it though. Like I really do love that freedom. Such simple things like waking up in the morning and just getting to choose how I started my morning and getting to choose how long I stayed in the hut and read my book and, 
And when I chose to go for a walk, being able to just get up, put my boots on and go for a walk without having to help navigate two children into their walking boots and convince them in the first place that a walk was a good idea. You know, all that, <laughs> like two hours later, we finally set off on a walk. So that, yeah, that ease, that freedom, that lightness of just being able to move and do or not do entirely in the rhythm and for however long I wanted to do those things for. And it was, yeah, so that was the transformation for me, that it was that that recognition of it's, it's not like I need those things to survive, but blimey, I really love them when they're here. Yeah, wow, beautiful. I had a similar experience. I, I took a 10-day road trip by myself, and that was a similar yeah. thing that I had was like, oh, I can get up really early if I want to because that's what delights me and I can spend as long as I want here. Whereas like oftentimes with other people, I tend to be more catered to them and uh, compromising on myself often. So it, it's mm -hmm. it's a, a habit that's good to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that bit of people pleasing. And so yeah. that's really interesting to me now, because then that has me think about the more then we can do that, the more we can have that alone time and really get to know ourselves, then we're able to communicate that more easily with others, aren't we? Like I've noticed that since then, in fact, on family holidays, I've noticed there often comes a point where I'm like, yeah, I need to be on my own now. And and yeah, my husband's even noticed it as well and kind of commented, like, are you okay? And it's usually at the point where I've reached that limit where I'm like, yeah, I'm at that point. I need to now just retreat for, a, not for, even for very long. Sometimes it only needs an hour or a couple of hours just in my own company, in my own space with, you know, reading, meditating, walking, mm -hmm. doesn't really matter. But I've noticed how that that's more of a thing now on family holidays, which I guess has come from that learning that, I really appreciate this. I really enjoy this. We only get that, don't we, when we actually learn about for ourselves what's important yeah. to us, what, what helps us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm seeing that for myself too. Interesting. You you mentioned that even in this recent trip where I was spending time with my grandkids, I do reach a point where, as much as I love them, as much mm -hmm. as I want to spend as much time as I can with them. I need to say, hey, I'm going to take this nap or I'm going to be in the room by myself. And it yeah. used to be where I thought, well, I was missing out. But it's like I'm not a great person to be around anymore if, if I'm not taking care of myself. Yeah, God, I love that. It's so beautiful, isn't it? And then, yeah. and then, you're, and then you're better for them when they're back. Like it's, it's yes. the, right, um, the right way. Yeah. Yes. How long was this trip that you took, Helen, the, the glamping? It was only, I think I went on the Friday. Yeah, I went on the Friday and was home on the Sunday afternoon. So it was just two nights and kind of almost two days, probably, if you added all the bits together. But yeah, probably not mm -hmm. even quite two days. So it was really short, relatively, but felt like ages um and, and yes. i was ready to come home you know by the end of it i was really ready to come home um and in fact the joy was that another joy was the fact that my auntie was coming to visit my mum that following week 
And because of where I was staying and where she lives, I was able to pick her up and bring her back to my mum's instead of my mum going there or instead of my auntie getting the train. And so that was a delight as well because it meant I got a whole like four hours in the car with my auntie just to mm-hmm. chat and connect. And yeah, so it was just the whole thing just emerged and evolved so, so beautifully from step to step. Yeah. What I love of what you're sharing is, um, like you said, it was just a flow, right place, right time. Um, but also that it didn't need to be a long break. You didn't need to be away a long time to experience the, the impact of that. Yeah, totally, totally. And I, and I don't know if that makes a difference with the fact it was close to nature. Because nature settles us so quickly, you know, it's so, mm-hmm. it's such, a, I mean, it's shown in all sorts of different research as well as just us knowing it for ourselves. When we go into nature, it's calming because it's that direct reflection of that simplicity and purity and beauty of, of ourselves. And um, yeah, so whether that helped because I was right there, you know, the grass and the hills and the cows and the the trees, which, you know, I love. Um, yes. Yeah. So whether that helped that it was, it was a nature based trip, but yeah, I can't imagine because of, because of the desire to come back to myself and have that quiet time. I can't imagine that having been the same if I'd gone to a city for a mm-hmm. city break. Yeah. I mean, you intuitively knew what was mm. going to be best for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said that you were ready to come back. Because mm. I know like so many people go on vacation and then uh, they're like, oh, I don't want to go back. <laughs> but you knew. Can, can you say more about yeah. that? Yeah. So, so I guess for some of that, because when I hear you say that about so many people will say they don't want to come back. To me, that's because you're coming back to a life you don't like. And so you don't want to return to it. So if, when I'd been in corporate, that might have been my experience too. Like, oh, back to the nine to five, back to the, yeah, all the corporate stuff, back to all the big inbox, you know, all that kind of. So, yeah, if that if that had still been my life, then perhaps I'd have been the same. But I guess prior to that holiday, I'd already done so much in changing my my work, in changing my life, but in changing me fundamentally in in understanding myself more and and understanding my own um resistances to life so I'd cleared up so much stuff that my life here was good you know that as I said there wasn't a problem that I was leaving from so so that's perhaps why because it was both yeah a restorative time so I was ready from a I am restored after a couple of days but equally knowing that, yeah, I was really turning to a good place. It wasn't like, oh, I've got to go back to all that again. So, yeah, yeah what, what would be the problem with coming home? Right, right. That's beautiful awareness to have. I, I'm now curious about the lasting impact that that trip had. Uh, you spoke already about how you're now more aware when you need time to yourself. Um, has there been any other awareness or impact? I think just the fact that when you invited me onto this 
and, and my initial response I think was oh well I don't really travel so I don't really have any um any examples and and recognizing how yeah the lasting effect that weekend has had on me and how it does like it was the one that stood out in my mind as something to talk about with you and and again that recognition of it doesn't take a lot you know we we just don't need all the jazz hands that we think we need when it comes to traveling it can be so simple it can be so um low cost if we if we choose that i mean it doesn't matter if we want to go luxury it doesn't matter if we want to spend lots of money cool go for it but it's just knowing that the fulfillment and the delight of it is available in very simple ways and that, and i guess to me that's what matters it's the it's the experience of it that matters i don't need to be fancy in order to have a fulfilling time um yeah sometimes the simple things are the the best and the most impactful and the the longest lasting yeah that's a beautiful reflection for for life right that's what essentially what this show is about is to show people that um what we experienced while traveling can be a good mirror for how we can live life. And mm-hmm. as you said, that we don't actually need travel to be fancy and jazz hands and, you know, that it's about the experience. And likewise, in life, it is about the experience. And yet so often we make it about the jazz hands and the, the fanciness. Mm-hmm. You even before you said it was, uh, it felt indulgent, even though it wasn't financially indulgent, right? Mm-hmm. And, and how in, in life we tend to think to have an amazing experience, we need to be financially indulgent when it's not mm. necessarily true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and and, but again, just to reiterate, like that's that's fine. I'm, I, I'm all people spend however much they want to spend. Of course, it is that difference of whether it's it's coming from I need to spend money in order to look like I'm fancy, <laughs> in order to look like I'm impressive, in order to look like I'm somehow successful versus I would love to do that. I know it happens to cost that much money. Okay. You know, it's it's like yeah. the, that money piece being totally secondary to I really want to do that thing because that looks fun, that looks enjoyable, that looks delightful, that looks nourishing, that looks whatever it is that you're actually, um, yeah, drawn to it for. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the money is so secondary to that. Right. Right. So you're pointing to that um, it's okay to spend the money. Mm. You're not judging that as a bad. Um, no. It's just a matter of where is the impulse coming from? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, beautiful. As we're we're coming to the end of this episode, I'm curious to hear, like, when you travel, are there certain things that you love to have with you? Like, are there... You know, like for me, when I travel, especially on the plane, I like to have my my noise canceling headphones. Usually on the plane, I have like a pillow. Do you have any essential travel accessories? Oh, I'll, I just have to say water. That sounds so like obviously water, but yeah. yeah, my family would tell you like I've always got to have a bottle of water with me. I can't go anywhere without. Um, yeah, to the point where I sometimes thought about being tested for the some version of diabetes where you, it's like not like normal diabetes, but something <laughs> you, you drink a lot and you just can't help it. Um, yeah, so a bottle of water, <laughs> certainly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, I always have water too. Uh, and then, and like, sometimes I go, I'm like, oh, I don't need water. And then I'm, I feel so parched. Um, but I had a mentor tell me years ago that like water is just such a good processor of energy oh, that, um, you know, I wonder for someone like you and the work that you do, um, whether that's just happening all the time and that water helps mm -hmm. facilitate the, the energetic connections in our body. Amazing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Thank you. I'll take that one. <laughs> yes. And I know you said that you don't travel a lot, but are there any trips that you're looking forward to? Any Anything that you have planned, holiday or maybe just for your work? Mm. Yeah, we've got quite an exciting one coming up this summer because kids are teenagers now. We try our best to find holidays that they'll actually enjoy. Um because our standard holiday is go somewhere where we can walk, cycle, perhaps the kids will go on a horse track or something, but it's very outdoorsy and very nature. And the kids got to the point of like, oh my God, every holiday is the same. Like, can't we do something different? <laughs> so we tried to understand from them, like, what would they actually enjoy and what would they both enjoy? So we, we ended up with theme parks. So we're going to Germany and France in the summer to go to three different theme parks and a water park, as well as having some time, just downtime in Germany as well. Um, but yeah, a bit of a road trip, traveling um, to these three different theme parks for the summer. Wow. So yeah, wow. I'm looking forward to that. I love a good road trip. And will you go, do you go on the rides and all that as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah, I do now. So my one of my fears that's fallen away through this um, work I do has been the fear of heights. So yeah, as of a few years ago, I'm now on, on it on everything with them and uh, and love it, and then need some downtime to regroup myself and like from all the excitement and the stimulation. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I love all the big rides now. It's great, and I love doing oh, it with yeah. the family. Like it's such fun that we can do it together. Wow, well, wonderful, Helen. This has just been such a enjoyable conversation, and uh, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Nat. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you too. That's it for today's episode of Inquisitive Journeys. I hope you enjoyed hearing Helen's story and insights. Remember, you don't need to spend a lot of money or go on grand adventures to have a transformative travel experience. Sometimes all it takes is a change of scenery, a little time to yourself, or connection to nature. The question I leave you with is, in what simple ways can you be kinder and more supportive of your own needs and desires? If you have any takeaways or insights you'd like to share, please don't hesitate to reach out to us through our website's contact page or email me directly. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, keep exploring the world around you and within you. Love